Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water... Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? X Game Phenom Mitchie Brusco is joining the boys. That's right. He's won 10 medals at the X Games and has done tricks even your grandma couldn't even dream of. So you better buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Charity Stripe, pitcher free throws, cause they are free. So 232 coming hot at you guys. And so 231. And I'll be joined today by Alex Toss Me the Rock Tosopolis. And as you heard in the intro, Mitchie Brusco, skateboarding phenom, crushes it at the X Games, 10 medals there. Also is a master skydiver, or getting to be so, is joining the boys to talk skating, X Games, and all things life. It's a great, great interview. And not to diss your grandmas at the top of the show. This guy's tricks are just wild. But before we can get into the interview, I got to remind you guys that we are brought to you by LinkedIn. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. And the only place to find the perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. Count it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And why? Companies rated LinkedIn jobs the number one hiring platform for for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want. And get the first $50 off. Just visit LinkedIn.com slash team, T-E-A-M. Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. APU as per usual. LinkedIn's great. Started using it this year, and I've had a lot of fun on that website. So you should go and use the promo code team. It's good stuff. We're also brought to you by SimpleSafe. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks, you can wait for weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs a fortune, or you can get SimpleSafe, the two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Not once, but twice, two-time winner. That's why I'm going to SimpleSafe. SimpleSafe blankets your whole home in safety. Boom. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching. Entry motion and glass break sensors guard inside. You can set up the system all by yourself, and it only takes 30 minutes. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police, the cops, 
the popo in a moment's notice 24 7 50 cents a day with no contracts that's three dollars and 50 cents a week to stay safe and it's simple go to simplesafe.com team today and you'll get a free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial you've got nothing to lose Go now and be sure you go to simplesafe.com slash team. That's simplesafe.com slash team from SimpleSafe and all of us here wishing you safety and good health. Trust me, as someone who has been robbed before, I wish I had SimpleSafe. We've said it on the show, guys. And I've also said this on this show. Mitchie Brusco is a great guest, and we were stoked to have him, and I really think you'll enjoy this interview. So without further ado, here he is. Mitchie Brusco with Charity Stripe. Boom. You heard it in the introduction. We got Mitchie Brusco on the line. We're bringing some X games to you guys. Finally, we're mixing it up, mixing it up, mixing up the bag here. And we got Mitchie Brusco here. Mitchie, how you doing in this time, in this crazy, crazy time? I'm doing good, time? man. Thank you, guys. Of course, man. We're stoked to have you on. We've been watching your highlights. We've been doing our research and my biggest question, I guess just to start at the mountaintop, what the hell is going through your mind? What are you thinking when you rip off like a 1260, a 1080, a 900? How, how does time feel when you're up in the air? How, what are the moments before like that feel? Because we watch, these, we watch Tony Hawk do it, right? And then we watch all these. We watch BurnQuest do it. And then I'm seeing you. We're about to interview. I'm watching you do it. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's 20 feet in the air. He's spinning like a top. I, I, who knows at what speeds at this point? Because I, you're flying down that thing. At like it's a ninety foot drop. You're flying down it. How does time feel? What are the moments before like for you? And what are you thinking when you're up in the air like that? Man, like for me, it's so much about slowing everything down. You're moving so fast. You have so many, so much power, so many G's. Like most of the problems come from just trying too hard or getting mm -hmm. scared or kind of flailing through the air. So as much as I can slow down my head, my body, and just kind of like feel like, feel like I'm just like standing still at the speed of light really is kind of, kind of what's going on in my head. And then a lot of times when it's over, I kind of wake up from that like super weird disconnected emotional yeah. state of like, no fear, no anything, just for that one, for that one moment, because you know, you're standing up there before and you're terrified and then all of a sudden it's time and it kind of all goes away for a split second and then you come back like pinching yourself, making sure you're alive and just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird little, little mental state to be in. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I was a little bit, uh, I mean, something as scary as a 1260 is like, was so hard for me to actually get out of. Like I kind of got stuck a little bit. That was the first time that happened. What Did a twelve sixty landed it, and I kind of got stuck. Like, oh man, I don't, I don't really feel anything yet. Like I'm still kind of in shock. I'm still terrified. Like I feel like I'm, I didn't survive. Your like, face at the end of that video, you could see it. Your face is like, they're like, look how serious he is. Look like, how focused he is. I'm like, that guy's in shock. That guy is in a state of shock right there. He doesn't. Think he, he, the other. Is this guy he, a doctor? Yeah, he, exactly, man. That guy just ripped a trick that I, that no one thought was craziness. <laughs> Craziness. I mean, we were watching all your old stuff, and a, a cool thing we'll definitely get into a bit later is now you're competing in skydiving. But I was, saw on your own show that you were interviewing somebody in skydiving, and I thought it was just so great how you were talking about how X Games people view it as powerful and like extreme, but it's just the subtle movement and the slight movements of the body. If you don't mind divulging, because I think you're dancing around that. If you could talk about that a bit. And how things go when you're like in when you're you're going down, how little movement you have to really make. Yeah, a lot of it's about control. I mean, you do train and work out and make sure you're strong enough. I think that's like really important. If you're not strong enough, it's gonna be impossible. So like, there is that side, but when the pressure, when the adrenaline, when everything's on, um, a lot of times it's just about uh, staying staying present on those those little technical like the foot placement. Or, or how much speed you have to have going into a trick mm -hmm. um, and just kind of staying focused on on the right stuff regardless of the of the how dangerous it is I mean I think that's where people get lost is you just jump out of a plane or a contest just started and, and you forget the little important things that kind of put all the pieces together yeah so just having like the awareness to 
to stay focused on on some subtle movements no matter what the what the circumstance or the pressure or the the, the danger aspect uh, I mean I think that's why the guys who do well in competitions tend to do well in in more competitions you know yeah. the guys who are clutch are clutch it's like you can you can either internalize that moment and just focus on like that one thing that makes it work or you kind of can't it's <laughs> like uh you know you kind of either get that or you don't in the situation yeah right? i think that's like the the funnest game to play i think that's why i like pressure is because it's like so much emotion to internalize and then you kind of put it into like a really slow movement it's like one of the most satisfying little things yeah i mean i think i think that like using it as a motivating tool right Mm -hmm. is like what athletes across the board no matter what their sport was where it's like it's not something that overwhelms you it's something that that drives you and pushes you like even even further and like helps you hit that like they they always talk about it right it's like that like flow state or whatever mm-hmm. where athletes are so in the zone and it's exactly what you're talking about like when you got out of the moment it, it takes you a second to like get your bearings yeah. again and be like oh here i am i'm no longer up in the air like twisting yeah 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 and it and it takes the rest of the world away i mean in training and practicing and in visualizing i mean there's still there's like other parts of your life that like exist in your in your head or yeah some somewhere but man when a comp starts or when that time is is ticking or you know if you're you just you're going you're on a skydive it's there's really nothing else and i think that like little piece just opens the whole the whole world up where like once it all goes away it's only that's the only thing in the world it's like your brain's pretty powerful when it when it's 100 percent on locked in on something yeah you know totally i mean where's like the pressure come from though because i'm curious i'm curious about the sport what's the camaraderie like between skaters because you are competing against each other you know but we see golf guys are friendly for sure obviously you're you know it's there is a a massive level of competition because you're trying to be the best and trying to win medals and trying to win titles and you've won 10 medals at the x games uh we said it in the introduction but guys he's won 10 medals at the x games first at age 14 right so you've been doing this for now nine years at an extremely extremely high level double digit medals double digit medals which is which is yeah you have as many medals as i have fingers and the (laughs) way the 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 way the garbage disposal is working nowadays you may have more medals than fingers in this short time i'm I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm lucky right now (laughs) yeah right Um, hopefully i get another medal and none of us lose a finger and then we're and then we're chilling then you'll officially have it by default um Where's the pressure come from? Is it from the fans? Is it from you? Is it from, you know, sponsors? Where is the most pressure you're seeing? And not necessarily, like, beating down you, because I'm sure it's not like that. But, you know, there is some level of, like, okay, I have to perform. And where does that most of that generate for you? I try to ask that question uh, every time there's a contest. Like, where is this feeling coming from? Because it, it kind of just shows up. Yeah. Kind of just is there. You're like, why do I feel like the weight of the world all of a sudden? Like, where, like, there's no one around me. Like, everyone believes in me. No, none of my sponsors. Like, I really don't align myself with sponsors that are that are assholes or that I don't promise that I'm gonna win. I don't even promise that I'm gonna do. I'm basically tell everyone like, hey, I'm gonna not gonna tell you what it is, but I'm gonna try something really hard. (laughs) I don't know if it's gonna work. You know, and and so I'm I'm really comfortable with the promises I've made, um, and it's still there, and it's just because I care so much. Yeah. It's just because for so long I've I've dumped uh, my my energy into into competing, into performing in the in the right moments. Um, I mean, no matter it's it is with skateboarding, but you know what whatever I do, I, I'm super competitive and. So the the pressure just comes from the from the passion, I mm-hmm. mean, and and that's something that has allowed me actually to uh, push to to kind of put fear away a lot more too. It's like when I'm scared, I'm like, why are you doing this? It's like you do, if it, if you're doing it for someone else, it's not worth it. Like yeah. I always give myself that out. Like hey, why are you here? Like if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. And then it's like. Oh wait, you want this more than anything in the world. Like, let's go. Yeah. You know, like, I mm-hmm. kind of give myself that out and then I remember like 
dude, no one can keep you up every night till 4 a.m. for the last three months because you like are just playing this in your head. Like no one else can can put that in you. It's just, just kind of come. It's just there. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like there's a lot of internal here because I'm hearing if I may just delve in a little bit, if you don't mind, I'm hearing yeah. you're trying to land something crazy. You're trying to do something yeah. wicked to me to like do it for yourself. It is for yourself kind of thing versus yeah. are you more inclined to, I mean, the medals I'm sure are great. I'm sure there's no better feeling. Um, and we see the way that you guys celebrate each other in the game, which is so cool, right? Yeah. So when someone wins a medal, there's not much, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it looks yeah. like everyone's very happy for each other. We've seen X Games stop to bring up the great Tony Hawk in 2011 yeah. when everyone's yeah. kind of, you know, stop up shop, let them nail this 900. Yeah. Right. Yep. So there is a good level of camaraderie. So it seems like a safe space to perform. So are you more Super. inclined to go and do something, improve something to yourself, than rather get another piece of hardware more times than not? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it never feels Trick good wise. to get snubbed. Yeah. If you feel like you deserve something and it, and you didn't get what you feel like you deserve, like genuinely, like that feeling never is good. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's no a piece of I mean I had to learn this through you know I've been fortunate to actually be on the podium so many times where at first I was kind of like and like I got a silver and I was like eh, it's not a gold and then I got a bronze I was like even further great but then as some as some time went on I just became so thankful for the process and and what I've learned through training, through competing, through failing and succeeding that, you know, what, what it's about now is, is going out and giving myself the best, the best chance I can. And yeah. if I do that, if I do that, there's, there's really nothing to, to hate about it. I mean, and, and my, I'm so proud of like my, the guys I compete against when I see them do their thing. And then if, if I can match them or even, or even beat it, I, I think the, the genuine love for the sport is there. Um, obviously, we all want to win, and it's great when you can hang a gold medal up, and mm -hmm. you know it's you get you got it that year. It's still it's yours. Um, but the the chasing hardware is pretty empty. Uh, it doesn't really solve any of the. It's not going to match the amount of training that you put in, no matter what you yeah. get from it. I mean, if you don't enjoy actually grinding man nothing's gonna give you that time back you well, know if you don't enjoy like dedicating so much then it's like it's no point i mean i think that that like what you just said like i think is why josh brings up that everyone's sell you guys are all celebrating each mm -hmm. other right and it's like yeah it's an individual sport but you're really like yeah you're competing against other guys because like that score matters at the end of the day but really like you're competing against yourself right and it's like it's what can For i do sure. to be better and then when you're talking about, yeah, like you get snubbed, maybe you don't get the medal that you thought you deserved, but you know that like you went up there and you practiced that same trick over and over and over and over again, and you couldn't have done yep. it any better than that. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's like where fulfillment comes from, right? Yeah. When like, we believe that we can do something, we go out, we do it no matter what it is. Right. And then, yeah. and then we look at it and we go, I can look back at that and say that I put my all into that. And I know, yeah. like, I know the result was great and it's it's like that with with everything in life yeah I mean, if you if you were not your best self it sucks you know if mm -hmm. you no, it doesn't matter what what it is so it's really easy to say like oh peace comes with you know being working hard it's like no but if you're holding yourself to to a solid standard yeah you know day in day out um performance uh money medals things it stops holding such a such an importance because i think sometimes you can look for that stuff as like a, it, it, for approval in some ways like sure you don't work very like the years i didn't work very hard i wanted to get approval mm. more i wanted to get those medals more where the years where i worked like all fuck it's like oh sweet I, I got one or i didn't and then it's like you know you're just kind of like a little more self-sufficient in that yeah like, you're, you're proud of yourself you know 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I think that that's why, like, right now with all this quarantine stuff, like, mm-hmm. why so many people are going a little stir crazy, right? It's like all this power oh, yeah. that we normally have over our individual lives to like go places and do things. Oh yeah, literally like as simple as getting in my car and going somewhere, going on a run, going on. We're talking about like it's raining and we like can't go outside and walk, oh, like skateboarding. Can't Oof. yeah, get the keys. Nope. The, the, yeah. I don't trust skaters at all to be quarantining <laughs> themselves. Yeah. I'm not going to the ramp because I know they're they're probably going. I mean, I I haven't I haven't asked, but I know they're probably going going to friends' houses and going around town. Not really, not. I mean, they're you know teenagers and 22, yeah. 23. It's I don't. I just I can't be risking getting sick. I. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. So that's it's so crazy how young. I mean, there are some vets in the sport, and there's some guys, yeah. especially in big air, that compete that are a bit older. Yeah. But the guys at the top of the game are like 25 and like yeah. 26, and there's guys when you were you were 14. Like I don't understand. I just like I, part of me just doesn't really understand that trajectory of life. I mean, I guess the best word is it not to put this you know not to put this pedigree on you, but kind of prodigy esque. Uh, yeah, yeah, super prodigy year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, good, great, good. Glad you're on board with it. The um, the and you started when you were what? You started competing. Three. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Like, I'm. Did like, you know you were competing? Like when you were three? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like learning just... to walk at like one and a half, and then all of a sudden <laughs> I'm competing. Like, we're, <laughs> it's a very quick turnaround, just from coming out of the I womb and then on, getting on the board. I got on a skateboard and something something about it maybe like my addictive personality and my like i have no idea what what drew me to it so hard and it wasn't like i i didn't sleep with my skateboard i didn't have it with me all the time but as soon as i started i i felt like it was just something i would have in my life for for you know forever Mm -hmm. so as I grew up, I kind of saw everything, how it, I kind of, everything started to, my, my life kind of took the shape of, well, well how does skateboarding fit? I kind of took skateboarding and built life around it. Yeah. Without, yeah. without really thinking that much, just because I loved it that much. And I watched like Vert, like the half pipe contest and Tony Hawk and all these things. And I was like, oh, I bet I could do that. And then I got the chance and, uh, you know, and I kept doing it. It, w- it yeah. wasn't like, uh, this one moment that I had a crazy decision to make. And, uh, it was kind of natural. Growing out, growing through that yeah. prodigy phase was tough. Was super tough. Yeah, for sure. Because everyone is like telling you you're you're the best and you're gonna be the best. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. You're on Conan at 14. Time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and then you say one time that I'm the best and everyone's all pissed. And it's like, oh, shit. Okay, now it's my job to tell other people that they're going to be the best. You know, kind of build up that. So that weird, like, 14, 15. Yeah, 16, totally. I mean, it's like a hard transition. Yeah. What was that soccer player's name? Freddie Adu. Oh, my gosh. You remember him? You know who that is? Uh, nope. Nope. Dude, this guy was like on the cover of every. He was like 13. He was like on the cover okay. of ESPN magazine as a, I think he was 14. And 14, he, yeah, and he in the cover of ESPN magazine, and they're like, this is the next Pele. And he was not only, not only was he not good, he completely flopped. He, like, wasn't even the oh. best player, like, in the MLS. And, and unfortunately, by a long, long, long shot. Unfortunately, that doesn't ha- that didn't happen to you because you go on to win gold in 20, 2017 in Minneapolis, yeah. you yeah. know. But th- that has to be, like, a massive label to be thrown on you. And just I'm sure, like, something that started as a hobby – and kind of trans. How did it transition from like a hobby, something you really love, into like practicing and competing at a young age, into jumping into the X Games? Like, where, if you don't mind me asking, how does your family fit into all of that? Yeah. Because I'm sure there's a lot of moving parts. Okay, we have to go to competitions. We have to go to do this. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's school. Kind of maybe takes a backseat in certain aspects. Like, where is it growing yeah. up in that in that field? Because you're you're a bit, you've been a professional since you were 14, yeah. maybe longer. Uh, so the 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 prodigy part where like that that all that pressure like oh the next this the the next you know tony hawk or whoever there's also the other side there's the you're they're the people who say well you're not anything special you're not this hype is unwarranted there's you know there's kind of a quieter behind the scenes where where everything in public is like not not it's kind of like headliney yeah. Kind of prodigy, the next this, and then uh, behind the scenes, there's all this like bullshit. Like, oh, you're never gonna 
you know, fill those shoes, you'll never amount to like your, your style sucks. Your trick selection sucks. Like, you know, so I kind of didn't really listen to either side. Okay. So you kind of went and didn't know that I kind of didn't, you know, kind of way later, but it also came because I just loved the process so much mm-hmm. that it, I just wanted to go compete. I didn't want to win. I didn't want to lose. I just wanted to go try my tricks during that little 30 second period where the run is and, and try to make it and do whatever I can to make those tricks at those time and kind of just try again. It, it, so just, I never really listened that much. So it made it a lot easier. <laughs> The, you're you're a valued member of our club of the non-listeners, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and and all the moving pieces of of my my home life. I mean, home life got fucking crazy from fifteen to to eighteen. Yeah, you know, how could it not? Fourteen to eighteen, because X Games came around, and not only that, it was you know I was traveling with with Tony Hawk. I moved to California with my mom. I was doing doing demos and comps and on talk shows and started to make money and it, it was just so everything kind of exploded for a while and then as it came down and, and resettled a lot different than it was um but it's it's kind of found its simplicity again nice that's great i mean you're 14 you're rolling with the goat tony hawk I mean, yeah. it's the, it is the face of skateboarding, and it's Michael Jordan of skateboarding, and you're rolling around. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to competitions. Do the X Games invite you? Is it like a, hey, they call you up on the phone, or like they send you an, a letter, and like, we want you in on this? So there was a big mega ramp contest in Brazil that I got a last-minute invite to. Um, I had to expedite my visa to get over there, and I went over there, and I did the first... 900 on a mega ramp yeah like i think like day two of practice over there because i was like 14 i didn't 13 14 i didn't really know what was going on mm-hmm. one of the guys told me to, to try to rip a nine and i would like looked at him like he was an idiot and then i just went for it i don't, I don't know i kind of had that blackout moment and just sent it and then and then it worked and i made it and and so then i did it in the comp again and it got second in brazil and so I got an email from one of the guys who do the invites for X Games. It was like, dude, come do a 900 at X Games. And I, was, I went and tried one. And, you know, I, that just got the ball rolling. Yeah, you think? That's that's crazy. And, like, there were people – were there people – because you were so young. Do people take you seriously when you're there? You know, obviously – they obviously no way. Really, right? No way. Even when I they're mean, like, no. that's the kid that ripped a 900? Like, even still? I mean, it was such a weird... It, it'd be like... I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's like, like Henry Rowan Gardner. It's like me going to play Major League Baseball at 14 and stepping on the mound, in a sense. Well, I mean, imagine an NBA player who who's like pretty young and doesn't have really all the foundational skills to be in the nba yeah but it can hit a half court shot like eight out of ten times so you're like "Mm." yeah you know it's just like a weird a weird skill that i got really fast and i kind of got into it got me into the zone and then i was able to kind of build that foundation around around it so over the over the 10 years since then i've kind of been building catching everything up to the fact that i could do you know, nine hundreds for some reason. Wow, what's been like the? Because you do big. <laughs> I mean, I'm still getting it's into the fact weird. it's crazy. Dude, I mean, the, the, the whole nine. You say keep saying nine hundred, and I'm still not used to like, the fact that you're spinning I, around nine hundred times. I'm like, like thinking degrees. in my head, like I consider myself a relatively athletic guy. But yeah, I, but I like. I then I think about trying to execute like a backflip, like standing, and I'm like, no way, <laughs> no way, I'm gonna break my neck. It's gonna no happen. Way. Like, like my, it's a guarantee. My <laughs> running joke is I tell people I could do a backflip, and they're like, let me see it. I'm like, I've never done one, but I know I can. Like that's <laughs> I like know. a running. That's like a running joke I have because it's a joke. And there's no way I can do that. 
but you can feel the price. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, 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 what's we'll, your price? Well, yeah, what's my price? The, 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 this quarantine, very low, my friend. Very, <laughs> very low price. The we uh, need content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, I wolfed down so much McDonald's last year. I threw uh, Last week, I threw up. That was our content last weekend. It was, oh ridi- it, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> you're big air. So there's different sects of, of skating. So you're big air yeah. and you're vert. But you're not. Yeah, are you really in the skate park or the street, or you don't really delve into that as much? Uh, no, I, don't, I haven't really. I mean, I grew up skating parks and and skating around street and and doing. You know, I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's just the level of technical skating in those in those arenas is so high that I'm just so far ahead of myself in vert and big air that it would. I feel like going to to skate street and really work on it like that would be such a long road. That, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not as passionate. Yeah, you can't. I like going fast. I like going high and, and kind of working within those boundaries. I know that that world really well. Like when you get all the speed in the world and you're straight up. Like I know how the board works and how the the our bodies like spinning and flipping and. So I, that's what I that's what I enjoy. It's what I know so well. So I, I think that's that's kind of what draws me is being able to float. Yeah. And when you were when you were like when you were coming up, was there any point in time where you were like where you got kind of burnt out and you were like, this is just this is all that I'm this is all that I'm getting. This is what I have twenty four seven. Like I, I just want to figure other things out. See if there's anything else out there. Like did that ever happen to you? Yeah, a, a ton. Um, I was always fortunate for a couple of things the fact that uh my my parents always let me do whatever I want you know there's good and bad with that but I was able to take long breaks six month breaks three month breaks whenever didn't matter if comp was coming up or just ended or if I was hurt or healthy um so allowing that space to kind of come and go from the sport um and also um when I turned 18, I, I went skydiving for like two years straight. I didn't, I didn't win a, a medal when I was 18 or 19. I didn't train that hard in skating. I didn't care. Um, and I did like a bunch of skydives and it kind of like opened up a whole new world, but also brought me, brought me back to skating with the whole new skill set. I mean, I was getting a lot of heat from the community by skydiving so much and not really skating and flopping a bit in comps and but a lot of it I was finding myself I was growing up a bit and then now that I put some energy back into it kind of those two things together I think opened up you know a 1260 door so there's no there's kind of no right or wrong way to get but but for me when I get burnt out it's like let myself be burnt out like I'm not going to beat a dead horse until Totally, totally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You fall into that. I mean, people fall into that trap all the time with things. When you see guys, you see guys in the NFL just like walk away because they're done with it, you know. And yeah. Just out of it, and you know, it's just a lot. It's taxing not only on the body sometimes, or but on the mind. Yeah. Guys that are burning out and are like, "Oh shit, I'm burning out," but I gotta stay yeah. in it. I gotta stay in it. I gotta stay in it. And then it just makes them jaded, right? And they're yeah. like, "Yeah, fuck, I should have gotten out when like I felt like it was right." And yeah. then worked it's my so way back in. Hard. You know? Oh it's yeah. It's so hard to give space for and you love something that much and the love doesn't go away, but something about it is just like, man, this isn't for me right now. Like it's so hard to listen to that and find things that kind of have equal because so much of what gives me joy from skating is is the amount that I know it, like the knowledge and the the experience. So you leave something with that deep of an experience and kind of pick up something new, it feels very unfulfilling and kind of surface level. So putting enough work into other things so your eggs aren't in a basket, I mean, now I, I'm so thankful that I have, like, you know, skydiving, tunnel flying, skateboarding. I mean, I feel the same way about you're video just, games. You're just an like, adrenaline junkie, What the dude? hell is tunnel <laughs> flying? <laughs> Uh, the indoor skydiving. Oh, okay. I saw. Yeah. I, okay, I saw that you were, you were doing a lot of that. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's great. You that looks fun. Is that tough? Floating on air. Yeah, it's super hard. It's. I mean, it's not hard to survive. Like you get in, and when it's not hard to like learn the basics, but to be like a high level tunnel flyer. Yeah, for sure, it's hard. 
Yeah. Are you, are you like are you like there yet with high level? Are you a high level tunnel flyer now? I'm like between. Uh, I'm like be- before that. I'm kind of between. Like I'm. I'm definitely kind of past a, a majority of the community just because mm-hmm. like I'm an insane competitor. Like I just get so obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's gonna be some some years of of you know years in the sport that I need before before you catch any of the guys who because there's it gets to a point where experience is unmatched you just have to put in the time yeah you know yeah. I've, I've been in the sport for four three four years um and there's you know i'm not gonna be catching the guys who've been in it for 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 12 yeah you know? yeah have you uh have you squirrel suited before nope never put on a wingsuit Oh, uh, they freak me out. Okay. Yeah, they're they're kind of they're nuts. You seem yeah. like a nice guy. I don't I think <laughs> not to mom and dad yet. I think I may have to draw as your newfound friend draw the line there for you, my guy. <laughs> Love to do this again. <laughs> not from you know, God forbid. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, it's great that you find other disciplines. I mean, it's, I I totally couldn't. It looks. It's, I, I was looking at your story and I was like, wow, it's it's kind of a miracle you're still going with it. Because we see so often times that someone that starts that young could kind of get burnt out. And hearing you talk, it's like, okay, you found other disciplines. You took time to find yourself. Um, and though there's pressure from the community, what's the community like in a sense? Like how close-knit are you guys? How much are you guys talking? Not Obviously, I'm sure people are talking more and more now just to like hear voices, create content. But like on a normal basis, in a normal times, what's like the conversation flow like in the community? Are you guys texting each other before competitions? Are you talking about things you're trying? Are you practicing together? Like, do people know what you're about to go going into that? And is there is there a worry in that? I know there's like ten yeah. questions in there. Yeah, I mean, we don't talk a lot about the tricks that we want to do. We kind of mm-hmm. watch. I think that's like one of the unspoken things I haven't really thought of very much. But we just kind of we do skate with each other. And we just kind of watch. And when you see someone trying something, you kind of take a left turn. You, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to copy. You don't want to be, uh, you don't want to be trying something that someone else is trying. There's going to be, you know, if there's, there's 12 tricks in a vert run, mm-hmm. about five or six of them, we all kind of share, you know, we all kind of do a bunch of, uh, everyone's going to do a kickflip indie. Everyone's going to do a 540, probably a, a, one of the same lip tricks. I don't know if this is gibberish. but No, no, I'm, 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 but I'm so far so good. I'll let you know. There's, but, but then there's some specific tricks. It's like, okay, that, that one-off trick, like that's definitely Jimmy's. Or this one's definitely Clay. As Clay has that one. He does it the best. That's kind of what he goes to on his big trick of the run. And you kind of find your own creativity in in those little pieces, in those two or three tricks that kind of make it your own. And then plus, the way you go about everything, the route you take on the ramp, the height, the speed, the the, the posture, I think your style, style matters yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, last year, uh, I just had a couple of roommates move out. They went and found, found their own place. But, you know, I was on the podium with, the, the right through that wall, my roommate, me and him were in in first and second on the podium in 2018, and you know we came home and bring bring our medals and we tra- we traveled together and then invert third this year third uh, he was in third and I was in second and and we you know we just kind of it's nice to be able to share that and then the other roommate he didn't get on the podium but I mean three of us in this house went went to X games and competed and, and watched each other and cheered each other on. Like it's, it's skateboarding. It's not, you know, we're not curing cancer out here. Like it'd be a shame not to have fun. At least if, if we all like, we all came from all over the world too. I mean, yeah, we came from the East coast. I came from, from Pacific Northwest and kind of all of a sudden we all meet in California. Like, dude, let's ride our skateboards and travel. <laughs> <laughs> let's go you know? board, boys. Let's go. Let's just yeah. go rip it. Uh, do you ever go back to Kirkland, Washington? My dad still lives there. Okay. Uh, and my grandparents. So, yeah, I, I go back uh, every couple of months. Um, I mean, my 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 dad will come visit, and then and then we kind of switch off. I'll go visit him and the grandparents. And um, so so, yeah, I mean, I love it up there. My best friend that I grew up with, just moved down here to California, so a little bit less now because he was like a huge reason I would go back there. Um, so 
was he a like, skater was too, or was he just like a, he was just a dude? Nah, just a friend from from kindergarten that that stuck. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> the, one of the lucky ones. You two together found each other. Hold yep. on, one split second. No problem. We have the roommates coming back in. Our roommates are still here. They've come back from quarantine grocery shopping. It's okay, honestly. They've been on the show before. <laughs> they, they just look like they were. You know, people come back from grocery shopping in quarantine, and they look like you've robbed the place. Both of them are walking around in bandanas. I think one of them is camo on, just coincidentally. And <laughs> it looks like you're committing crimes. Uh, but How you can't are you supposed to go to the bank in a time like this? Someone we were talking to pass? had to, dude. We were on the phone with somebody. and Exactly, right? And someone had to go to the bank, and it's, like, frightening. Like I mean, if this was ever it doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't really matter what you look like if you put a ski mask on. It scary, automatically yeah. it ups your street cred. Like it's like times uh, ten. Yeah, it's ne- if you listen. If I was ever gonna rob a bank, now is the time. I'm not gonna do it. I don't have that adrenaline rush. Um, but like if now was if I was ever gonna do it, now would be the time. To just rip the bandaid off and go rob the bank. Um, where's your? Everybody will have a ski mask too. They're like, find the guy in a ski, ski mask. mask, and I'm just rolling around as long as I could get a quick shirt change in time. I'm chilling. Um, exactly. Where's your favorite place to skate? Like, we, it doesn't even have to be X Games. Although the X Games have gone to Munich, Barcelona. We're we're Longhorns, so we went to school and went to, we went to college in Austin. We'll love to hear your experience there in a second. Um, but where's your favorite place to skate? Um, what my head goes to is like, what which ramp feels like home? Yeah. Um, and there, there's a, a warehouse, uh, uh, Tony Hawk has a, has a, a kind of a private ramp in it pretty close to where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a huge reason I moved here, like this area, California. Um, and I've been going there for like 10 years and it's super quiet. Uh, the guys who ride there are, are really good at skating and, and really strong competitors and it's just such a special, such a special vibe there, such mm-hmm. a special place. And you could um, go whenever you want, like you personally. Monday through Friday, like business hours. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, it's it's ran from an actual company is ran from the building. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so it's just such a I think what I like about it is it's it's so quiet in in. But the guys who go there work so hard that it's. It's really there's nothing like it. You know the stuff done there on a on a daily basis mm-hmm. um, is is what we do at X Games that gets like insane attention. And it's me and three other dudes, and there's no one else in the building, and no one cares to to film and post and to you know we're just kind of in there putting in work a, mm-hmm. a lot. And it, so it's just such a special place to me because the years of going there I, I, of different stages of how well I know myself in my life and, and what's going on and how happy or sad or whatever you're going through. It's kind of, yeah. it's a place that's been there for me always. So it's like, I'll, I'll, I'm, I think I'll be just thankful for that for forever. Yeah, that's, 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 a gig, that's like a great <laughs> skaters answer, honestly, just like some, a warehouse, you know, not like some big yep. flashy, like X games thing that we, we would imagine, you know, people would go to. How do you like skating in Austin? We have to ask you. Our other co-host who could unfortunately not be here today, uh, he saw you at the X Games in Austin. Yeah, the X, yeah we, were, we, were, we were sophomores yeah. in college. So how wow. uh, did you enjoy Austin? We just have to ask out of curiosity. Man, uh, I Did we have enjoyed, to get you back there? I feel like we have to I get you back there now you're older. Yeah. Austin a lot, yeah. but I was pretty young, and going for work is way different than yeah. just – you know, being at X Games is great, but it's a party for everyone else. And for me, it's my livelihood, you know, so not I wasn't going out. I wasn't, you know, I was soaking it in like, wow, there's freaking thousands of people on the street piled high to watch this comp. It's crazy. But then you kind of go back. So the, the, the weather was good and we got to compete at night under the lights at a good temperature with no wind. So that was amazing. Like I loved it for that. The backdrop was really good. Um, this could be a dumb question. How does wind affect? Like how big of an effect is wind? Is, is it a, is it a massive effect? Uh, yeah, a whole lot. I mean, vert and big air. I mean, wind is going to be more dangerous on big air. Yeah. Um, 
because if it's a tailwind, it'll push you over the deck and kind of it'll ruin your your day. Um, if it's a headwind, you you'll come up short on the gap, and then and then on the quarter pipe, it'll it'll start to push you to flat. So you know, also not a great day. On vert, the run is so long that you want you want a consistent pace, mm-hmm. and if the wind is coming from one side of the ramp it'll it'll go over the top and then it'll funnel back through the the ramp so one way you'll be going really fast and then the other way you'll be hitting a headwind Uh, okay yeah different ways really hard to catch any sort of rhythm or pace or flow um especially when there's pressure and you're trying all your hardest tricks and your speed isn't what you thought it would be because you practiced inside and you know, wind is just such a, a bothersome little thing that's, that you can't uh, control. That is totally yeah. You can't see it. You can't, <laughs> you know, you can't even you just taste feel it. it when yeah. it's too late. When it's when too, too late. Yeah, it hits you at the, at the worst yeah, that's, possible that's time. Crazy. I mean, you, you, yeah, you break it down like that. It makes a lot of sense, right? Like totally. we look at all these guys on, when they're on the on the half pipe and they're like they're building speed, right? They're going back and forth, back yeah. and forth. But as soon as you put like that that air roadblock in there immediate cuts you in half probably that's crazy it just makes you look like an idiot because <laughs> no, we don't know like we don't yeah. like, we're watching yeah. so we don't know like, yeah i have no idea yeah. the air and the it's probably not you. that windy like the way it it it, it can it doesn't have to be that windy if it but if it's coming from the right direction it can just be an absolute asshole yeah, <laughs> that, that's a great. Uh, that is a great. They way need to put like it. a. They need a wind mile an hour, just like in the bottom right corner for all the <laughs> yeah. for all the streams out there. So everyone starts. Everyone starts knowing. That's how much? How many, how many hours are you putting in, like a day or a week on skating? When you're in high high competition, like you're, when you're, I'm in high competition, like when you're really so when you're really on the grind, you're not taking your time and you're really going for it. Like how many hours a week are you putting in? Practice um, probably probably 10 a week okay so so like two two hours monday through friday mm-hmm. um plus you know i spend a lot of time like writing and visualizing it's it's the actual using like my 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 body yeah two hours a day probably skating hour and a half mm-hmm. um but the focus is you know 24 7 i try to be a little more balanced than that there's like diminishing returns on obsessing mm-hmm. um yeah totally but you know <laughs> preaching the choir got you man but um, you know it's 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 20 it's a 24 hour thing you know you wake up and you got to stretch and foam roll because you're sore and then eat so you can skate and then skate and then eat so you can recover and then write your notes and visualize and then stretch again so you have a good morning and you know, it's, it's a, it's, I take it in five day spurts at a time and then mm-hmm. kind of do whatever over the weekend. And then, you know, and I'll do that for like three or four months before, before a big comp. Nice. And then now you you're competing in skydiving, which is yeah. a new thing for you. How did you even, I mean, I could kind I could kind of gander how you got involved in skydiving, but how does one necessarily compete in skydiving? Well, the the indoor skydiving competitions is what I've what I've done. I've tried to compete in outdoor skydiving, and uh, it's just hard to get uh, teammates. It's hard to get weather to cooperate. Yeah. And um, but I kind of started skydiving accidentally. I did a tandem when I was eight. That's not a great way to start. I knew I wanted to do it. Um, accidentally fell out of the plane. I was like, oh, I love this. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah i mean i did a tandem when i was 18 and i was just i was just hooked and like i know i've learned so much through competing um that that's i knew i could kind of do this with this one the opposite it's like well if i start competing now i'll learn what i have to after i fuck up in a comp because mm-hmm. that for me has always been such a strong motivator so i got in the sport and i just blew it I did a, I did an indoor skydiving <laughs> comp like super quick when I first started. Um, there was an entire competition, and then before it started, I told the judges like, "Hey, I I can't do uh, these certain moves, so I'm gonna do uh, something else instead." And they're like, 
all right. And they like, didn't even keep track of my time. And they like, it was a race and they weren't even keeping track like of my time. They weren't like taking it seriously, but I would, everyone would go and then I would go and then I would talk to the judges after like, Hey, do this, this, and this different. This is where you messed up. You know, this, you got to keep track here. You, you lost, you know, you busted here, here, here. And then, so every round it was like eight rounds. Then I had so much footage to look over. I had so much to practice. And then, you know, I took a, I didn't compete for another year or two, but I got to work on all that stuff. So yeah. Now, now I know the, you know, now I can compete in, you know, four way, two way. If you look on the Instagram and, you know, we want a pretty small little, a pretty small little comp. And so I, I think that's how, that's, that's really why I started competing. Cause I know that it just motivates me so much when I, when I'm not at the level I want to be. Yeah. That, you know, let's just send it. <laughs> the, the Instagram's cool. I mean, I kind of went, went down a small rabbit hole there and it was like, I went to go, I'm like, right, let me see, let me go see this guy skate a little bit, but there's just so much else that's on there. Um, yeah. with all the other sports. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even know you could compete in skydiving, um, yeah. until I started looking into you, um, which is good. Thank you. Kudos to you for letting me know that you, yeah. you learn something new every day. Right. And so I had no, yeah. I had it's no a sports idea. Podcast, so. It's a sports yeah. podcast. <laughs> we should have been away from baseball, <laughs> basketball and football. Finally, they took two years. Uh, <laughs> that's the quarantine man talking about boobs and indoor skydiving changed us. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's just wicked cool that there's, you know, guys venture off into different realms within extreme sports uh, to see that. And you've now started your own show, your own podcast. Talk to us a bit about yeah. that. Like, where did you find the, the need for that, the niche for that? And where where did you kind of, you know, try to marry things into that? Um, so it's been an interesting road. I started streaming on Twitch like two years ago. I built a PC and I loved it and I started streaming. Um, and, and I realized when I enjoyed it so much like the the conversation aspect yeah um and then i'd go back and try to make little videos or whatever and i try to pick all the gaming highlights and i'm like well that was fun but it feels so unfulfilling because like there's so much conversation that i that i'm not sharing because you know when you're talking maybe it's not that good of a moment as far as a highlight reel goes or yeah if full video and someone just wants to hear talking they don't care if you're playing dota you know yeah I don't play Dota, but just for the example, so I, I realized that uh, the conversation I valued so much, so I just put, I kind of separated them. I, I put the, the gaming as one thing, and that's cool, and I can make gaming videos and enjoy that world and have my friends, um, but the people who want to talk, the friends I want to talk to, the stuff I want to talk about, I, that can also have its own space, and yeah. Uh, so I mean that that it's hard to just podcast at first. It was really weird to just talk, but oh, it's I mean bizarre. that's it's so satisfying. I need it. Like I need the good conversations. Being with someone and just focused on a conversation for however long is super satisfying. No super phones, necessary. no nothing. Yeah. Takes you all away from. It's a it's a good reprieve. Well, you're talking. It it's like it's tough to just sit there and talk, but like. Once you get another person involved, right, then it's you're yeah. talking and listening. And then I yeah. think it gets a lot easier, but at least for me, just like my own personal experience. Because then you Yeah, just, and that's something I love about streaming, but but it's a chat. So you're just saying, oh, yeah, that that's sick. I do that too. And like as far as the conversation goes, if you're like want to post a video or something, there's no rapport. It's mm -hmm. just you like speaking nonsense in a half conversation. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I would be, I mean, I don't know if anyone who's listening to this right now knows, but we're also zoom calling each other Yeah. and yeah. I would be, I would be remiss. So we can see each other's, we can see each other's faces and I would be remiss if I didn't bring up that the chair that you're in is a gamer's chair is a gaming chair. Mm. What, yep. have, what have you been, uh, what have you been playing? I mean, I certainly know that a lot of people have been playing video games right now during quarantine. What, what have you been playing? What do you normally play? Uh, Valorant just came out. There, there's a new, there's a new shooter that just came out. It's in beta, and uh, I got super lucky and got a code like uh, one of the first days the beta came out. Jesus. Uh, so <laughs> that's so like I'm just that we're playing fine. 2K and Madden, and you're getting codes for games that are not even out, <laughs> not even out <laughs> in stores. You're like not giving even. us enough credit. We do play a lot of we do, we play a lot of Smash. 
which is like I wasn't into that. I was like very anti that game, and I was like, I mean, this is not for me. My three other toss and my two other roommates. He definitely like he it. put his nose up and was being a, a well, being way. I was being, being snooty about you it. You were being snooty. I was being snooty about it. I'll admit <laughs> it. I was being very snooty about the whole situation. I played one game. I got like a lucky win. And then that competitive side just kind of unleashes and to beat guys that have been playing all the time just out of pure luck to just dig the needle into them made it so fun. The and best now ever I, do it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> my, my roommates been playing for years. I've been playing for like a, m- a month and I'm way worse than he is. And I always tell him, like, dude, I just have you on the record. Like, I just keep beating it. <laughs> like, I know, like, I don't know what you want me to say. The proof's in the pudding. I have no other way to, I have nothing else to base it off of except wins and losses. And just fucking <laughs> digs them right in there. But gaming, it's, I used to be like, oh, it's a waste of time. But this podcasting, it's a good way to take the edge off. Podcasting's great, man. It's like the best way to just kind of delve in. I'm like, you're, I mean, you, you put it in so, like, eloquently, like, just to have a nice conversation to be able to focus on that. You know, and yeah. not have to worry about who's texting me or who's because it's you know accessibility is great, but it's also with great you know with great accessibility comes great responsibility to kind of paraphrase yeah. the, the OG Spider Man here. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so there's all that that comes with it, um, Mitch. I mean, this has been really eye opening. Cool to talk to you. Cool to see like you throughout the week rip all this stuff and then get to talk to you about it and kind of hear you how simple you break it down we close all our shows out the same uh, the same way we've been doing it forever we want to know your favorite sports memory it doesn't have to be the craziest or the coolest but your personal favorite sports memory it doesn't have to be skating it could be something you saw or watched you don't even have to be like directly involved but your number one like whoa this is just absolutely amazing like that you, way you felt like that man it's it's uh that's a that's a tough one that's a a a super tough one to answer um i think uh i don't know why the the beast quake just just hits me so hard i mean i i grew up in i grew up in seattle yeah um or just outside of seattle and I had to watch uh, the the Seahawks lose to the Steelers in the Super Bowl, and that was like so traumatizing mm-hmm. for for my for my football fan career. Um, and then having uh, Marshawn Lynch run over the Saints just gave gave me hope in the in the Seahawks again. Gave uh, me life. Gave, gave me life and i think like that that moment was so big for for seattle to be like a a, a football city and mm-hmm. i kind of like spark my my uh passion for the for the seahawks again and kind of show like i i think that was just such a such a, a powerful moment like my brother my older brother is a football player too i mean i i played pop warner mm-hmm. um for like six years um so i'm super super big football football uh fan i think that that moment sticks out i mean as soon as you said sports memory it was just like the run that shook seattle for some reason just hit me that's such a crazy run a crazy run and i'm st- i will never get i always try to like guess someone i'll look at like people's film who are interviewing i'll look uh. at their background do as much research as possible and i always try to in the back of my head guess their favorite sports memory or kind of delve into like the realm it would be would never have guessed that. So great, great on you. <laughs> I would not have guessed the like football thing. Trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, it'll be trouble. Are you a are you a, are you still a big Seahawks fan? It'll be trouble. Have you seen that interview, that Marshawn interview? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Still, still a super big uh, Seahawks fan. I think that's something that that me and my older brother, uh, he lives in Washington still. Um, something that we we connect on yeah. with, you know, Seahawks games and and Sundays, and we played Madden a ton, and we still game, and uh, so I think that's like something that I mean, I I like I like football a lot, and I like the Seahawks, uh, and I also like the 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 family aspect, like uh, yeah, that's got great, together yeah. for for the Super Bowl and things like that. So um, there's just something that that's uh, you know bigger than football, obviously, and and also just my my hatred for for the Steelers for for that Super Bowl I think that 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 moment in in Seahawk history was overshadowed by 
by the beast mode run. Yeah, <laughs> finally wiped I got it something. away. Well, dude, you got yeah. your. We're gonna have to. Josh and I will reach out to Skittles. That'll be your. That'll be your next sponsor. Oh, yeah, that's a good that, idea. We'll do be, it on your behalf. Be so yeah, sick. you should definitely rip that. <laughs> and not, we're just like firing away ideas. Joint commercial <laughs> with you in beast mode. Childhood dream comes together. Skating and football meets in the middle. It's what everyone wants to see. The kids and their Skittles. Yes, yes and, and Skittles. And also, obviously. of course, Skittles. Feel good story. <laughs> Mitchy, man, absolutely amazing talking to you, brother. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. Really oh, cool yeah, show. Man, yeah, man, I had a great time. So do we, I love man. your guys' show, too. I laughed my ass off listening to you guys. Oh, thank Thanks, you, man. man. <laughs> thank you, man. We we laugh we laugh at ourselves, too. Maybe for, diff- <laughs> maybe for different reasons. Um, yeah, man, thank you so much for joining us, dude. It was a wicked sweet time. Well, it went by faster than I thought. I right, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I looked at the clock. I was like, whoa, that, that happened quick, man. I saw, I looked at 20 minutes, and then I was just looking at you and looking at Toss, and I was like, damn, next thing I know, hit the hour mark. That's what happens, man, with this stuff. Just focus on conversation. Mitchie Brusco, guys. Dude, money, thank you. (laughs) Great great time, (laughs) buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Glad we got to come and chop it on with you. Yeah, easy, easy. I'm uh Ron uh, really was was nice. I, I got connected with you guys in a super weird way. I made a LinkedIn. Yeah. And then I got an email that was like, check out Blee. And I was like, fuck it. And just sent an email. <laughs> and then Braun like called me super fast. And like we talked for like 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden I'm on with you guys. And I'm like, this just feels so, so right and so easy. So I'm, I'm really happy with how, yeah. how it came together like that. Totally, man. Dude, Braun, is, yeah, Braun is the man. He's, he's a great guy. He's so cool. Awesome. He's our uh, he's our boss. <laughs> yeah, he's which boss. is like if you could imagine. I mean, have, if you haven't met him in person, but once you, I mean, eventually you probably will. And like, he's like the coolest dude. He could literally uh. that guy could talk to a wall. Yeah, and he, sell the <laughs> and sell the wall something. It's such a. Sh- it's <laughs> I, I like I rag him about it because I'm like, dude, you have you need your own podcast yourself. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, all you the can't time. just be the head of a network. Like you have to have your own because everyone. That's wants a to great he- point. Everyone wants to hear him talk. Man. We'll sneak him on somehow, some yeah. way. Uh, to get his own show, we'll start like a mass show, and then he'll be like the head of that for that one. But yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, we'll great, that, great that you jumped on. That's your 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 show will be wicked cool. The guys you bring on will be sweet. And so good on you, man, for doing all that. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, yeah, keep in keep in touch for sure. Let's yeah. let's figure out some more stuff to do. Totally, for dude. Sure, We'd love man. to have you on again, man. Cool, sweet guys. All right, have a good one. You too, right, boss. Later. later. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Catch you guys. Great interview. I mean, I really, truthfully, we all know I don't know. We know nothing about skating. We don't cover that. We don't cover the X Games. We don't. We'd be lying if we said we did, and I think we were honest in that regard. So I'm definitely glad we got to learn a little bit about that realm and talk about that realm and just and ask him questions about his world. But I'm glad we got beyond the board which is always nice. Uh, really cool dude, down to earth, great chat before and after. Um, one we were really stoked about uh, getting on the show. Nice change of pace. Always cool to have someone different on the show, and Mitchie Brusco was just that. So, Mitchie, if you're listening, thank you for joining us, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. And before we let you go, if you thought we were no longer sponsored by True Classic Tees, you were wrong, because guess what? True Classic Tees are my favorite it's based in Los Angeles, and it's a t-shirt company on the rise. The, t-shirt, the t-shirts are so soft, they hold up in the wash, and they're incredibly versatile. You could wear them out, or you could wear them to work out, or around the house. And it sounds like we'll be doing a lot more of that for the immediate future, unfortunately. And the best part, they're incredibly cheap, only $15. The price is dropping daily. Go buy a true classic tee. I wear it all the time. I'm wearing it now, and now you could get it for even less than 15 shekels. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, believe, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's B-L-E-A-V, believe, trueclassictees.com. And last but certainly not least, while you're waiting this out at home with us, 
you can still have some fun losing money and betting or winning money at betonline.ag. With no NBA, no NHL, no MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but betonline.ag still has hundreds of places to wager your bets, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. But sports aren't totally done. There's still esports, American Idol. Singing's using your muscles, so that's a sport, I guess. Big Brother, the elections, the spelling bee, and there's a $750,000 poker series that you gotta get involved on. There's still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Great stuff, guys. Go to one, if not all, of the advertisements we just threw at you. That'd be great. We would really love that. But more importantly, we really hope you enjoyed this interview and are looking forward to the NFL draft coverage we'll be exploding with over the two coming weeks. So for the fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they're free, and hit your free throws. Why? Because they are free. We are out ya. We love you. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.